0: Dr. Alessandra, from your perspective, why might someone develop narcissistic behaviors throughout the course of their life?
1: Being narcissistic is very complex. There are usually different factors involved. Like for example, biological factors, we're born with a certain temperament, for example. And then with our life experiences, that temperament can develop into a narcissistic personality. A lot of people who are narcissistic have stories of childhood abuse or they might come themselves from a home in which at least one of the parents or even both were narcissistic or on the contrary they might just be these children who grew up in an uh, with in an environment in which they were given everything that they wanted materially however their emotional needs were never recognized were not taken care of so they go learning to value material things and go cutting off all that feeling part in them
0: so it has to do more, in your opinion, with emotional detachment, sounds like. And before we proceed even further, I want to let our viewers know, I think it's important having this conversation with you, doctor, because you're a psychotherapist from Mexico City, you have a specialty in eating disorders and have been specializing in narcissism and narcissistic abuse for over a year. And you're also... Uh, been training with one of the leaders in this area, uh, can you just go into depth a little bit more about that as well? Like why you really wanted to get more engaged in this topic and why you're training with this specialist and who this person is, you know, and why this is so important?
1: Yes, sure. Well, in my personal life, I've encountered many narcissistic people and also When I was starting with my private practice as a psychotherapist, I started noticing that most of my patients, practically all of them, had been in a relationship with with a narcissistic person, that they had gone through narcissistic abuse, whether it be a parent, a partner or spouse, or a boss. So I became interested in the topic for for both reasons. And then as I went listening to this expert that you mentioned, Dr. Ramani, she made me realize how there were more and more narcissists, how much damage they can cause. And I wanted to be able to help my clients more effectively, understand what narcissism is, what narcissistic abuse is about, and how to really help them. Because I also found out that, unfortunately, there are few of my colleagues who are specialized in this area. They're very good professionals, but they have other areas of strength.
0: and and
1: we need mm -hmm. people who understand this Mm -hmm. because if you're not treated properly then you can continue being in the relationship a lot longer than you would have or the damage is even worse or at the very least you don't heal properly Mm -hmm. because the therapist you're going to doesn't see the that main piece in the puzzle.
0: Right. Exactly. Dr. Uh, Sender, I want to ask you, if someone is in a relationship and the degree of their someone's narcissism is really affecting another person's relationship, how do you approach someone, essentially, and say, hey, I think you got this problem. You need to fix it. Otherwise, you're going to destroy our relationship together. How How does that conversation actually start, in your opinion?
1: Well, usually that kind of conversation does not go well. Right. People who are narcissistic are characterized by having very little insight and very little, a very big lack of empathy. So they don't really see how their behavior affects others, nor do they really care about that usually when a narcissist looks for help it's because they've been ordered to by a court because uh, yeah they've been pretty much threatened by a family member and they go reluctantly and we will always try to blame like if it's a couple they will try to blame it on the, the other cu- person or if not they will go to therapy but for other things like anxiety or depression, but in a that you will perceive a certain victimized speech uh, story coming from them, like uh, in the lines of the world has never appreciated how great I am, and everybody is against me. So it's very difficult, um, and usually. In, if, when a couple does th- uh, actually go to therapy the therapist has to be really aware and really well versed in narcissism because what happens is that sometimes they will end up buying the narcissist story and then re-victimizing the victim. It's like, oh well you need to work on communication oh well you shouldn't react that way and it's like okay um, how can I communicate with a person who is not interested in communicating when I when every time I try to talk about a problem they will do things like stonewall which is end the conversation I'm just nope I'm not going to talk about that or blame the other person you're like they're overreacting And just not assume any responsibility whatsoever in the relationship.
0: How does someone get, uh, you know, how does someone generally get involved with someone who may have very deep seated, uh, issues in narcissism? Like, like, for example, I don't know. I'm just trying to think in my mind, if someone is like that, how do they charm their way into a relationship to be with somebody? if that makes sense, right? Are, are, is there like an initial sort of general charm people like that may have, but when it comes to deeper emotional things, they're devoid of it? Oh. Or how does that work?
1: Oh, yes. They, they are very, very charming at the beginning. And they will be, they will use something called love bombing. Like they will give you presents and write you these lovely messages and emails and make you think like you're the most important, special person in the world for them. Like they can't live without you and you'll feel on cloud nine. uh, But they are also very, very intelligent, very perceptive. They are very good at reading people, extremely, skilled at reading people and they will know exactly how to what to say what to do so that the person falls for them
0: right so it's it's like top notch con ar- artistry too.
1: um pretty much yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but again like have you noticed or seen in your practice or through this uh, program that you're going through when studying this how do how do um, relationships let's say you have someone who's let's say an alter narcissist and then just someone who's the complete opposite of that how have you seen successful examples where the relationship has been saved and someone who has these deep-rooted aspects of narcissism kind of change around and become a different sort of person with that other person?
1: As a general rule, narcissists don't change. There are exceptions. As a matter of fact, um, I had a client, well, I have a client who went himself through a narcissistic abuse episode and he himself was very, very narcissistic and have, and going through that experience, not as an abuser, but as the victim made him wake up to how badly he had treated other people, but he is the exception i can tell you a very few cases two or three cases from what i've heard of and from other people and read and usually what happens is they might change a little bit especially be uh, as far as their behavior goes it's very difficult for them to develop empathy it's And But then when things start to go wrong, when things aren't going the way they want to or they're under a lot of stress, they tend to fall back on their own patterns.
0: Let's touch on really quick. What are the general... I don't want to say strengths necessarily, but what are the sort of attributes like we kind of have mentioned already that are typical of a um, person who's narcissistic and maybe what they're good at like you, you sort of mentioned before charm and things like that Let, let's kind of describe that a bit more like the the personification of who is a narcissist what they are their sort of attributes but then describe what they really lack in so let's just do that um okay contrast really quick uh,
1: well these people At an interpersonal level, they tend to, as I've mentioned, they have a lot of lack of empathy. They tend to be very manipulative. They are very controlling. They might be pretty jealous. At a behavioral level, they tend to be very superficial, very... Envious of what other people have that they don't. They're very careless with what they say or what they do. Uh, emo- uh, emotionally, they tend to be pretty dysregulated. You know, suddenly they'll just you'll say something that a normal that a non-narcissistic person would not. Think twice about, you know, that might answer you or whatever in a normal way. And they will, a narcissistic person will go on into these rages and these tantrums like a two-year-old child. They also tend to be constantly validating, validation seeking. They love people to admire them and kiss up to them and say how great they are and stuff like that but behind all that they are very they have a very fragile ego and they are very prone to shame which is what triggers the anger spiral now how do they act they tend to be very antagonistic they act very grandiose entitled arrogant, passive aggressive, and at a cognitive level, they tend to lack insight, to not feel guilty at all for what they do. They never, as I said, they never assume their responsibility. They're very critical. Those are like the main things. The main characteristics are the grandiosity, the entitlement, the arrogance, the lack of empathy, and the validation seeking.
0: Those are the main ones. What Yes. I I can based on what you're saying, I can imagine that people who may fit this profile in a way lead a very lonely life. Do you find meaning because the reason I say that is because I, when you're describing all these things, I have this imagery of someone who's always looking, trying to take, trying to control, trying to con or its situation into what they want it to be, etc. cetera. And if they do get some gratification or a win for their particular situation, they may feel good in that moment but it may not last but it's it's very devoid of real you mm-hmm. know substantive human emotion and connection mm-hmm. so for me i can imagine that those people are really lonely and maybe more depressed than most other types of people are do you, do you find have you found that with your work and your research
1: actually in today's society that uh, values material materialism achievements and they are very good at that so they are usually very successful people Mm -hmm. they will be company CEOs Mm -hmm. they will be celebrities they will be political leaders so yes I can see that for, if for a normal person, an existence based on that would be very lonely. And yes, a lot of times they do end up being lonely because people do try to stay away from them. But for them, since for them, people are no more important than an object. They, they don't really feel conflicted about that, especially during the times when they are successful, when they are the head of the company, when they are the president, when they are the superstar. It's when things don't quite go their way that yes, they will end up very depressed. And that's when they might end up at a therapist's office for the depression itself, Mm -hmm. not because of the narcissism.
0: What's the what's the difference in your opinion, doctor, with having, let's say, with feeling and being confident versus being narcissistic? Because there is, I wouldn't say that there's, they're not, the same, but the 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 certain uh, way of being bold, audacious to take the initiative to do something and have the the feeling that you can achieve that what's the difference between being confident versus being let's say just full-out narcissistic in that sense is one have more of a selfish motive to it in your opinion
1: yes well the motive is definitely totally different when you are truly a confident person first of all you don't need to boast about it right
0: right
1: you know what you have you don't have to announce it. When you are a narcissist, it's more of a uh, mask wear to hide how vulnerable and how insecure you are way down deep, whether you have, it, and this, I'm talking about a really unconscious level. Mm-hmm. They, they just cannot let that, insecure vulnerable part of them ever come out
0: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. at an an unconscious level
0: right like no criticism no criticism no room for debate no no, is this my way or the highway kind of thing exactly
1: that's one of their models my way or the highway
0: so anyone that is in a relationship was or any sort of relationship with someone who um, may have that personality, like what, what do you usually recommend to them to do to either improve their relationship with the person that they feel affected by with that type of personality? And like, what is usually your way of helping them through what they're going through or how they ultimately change their life what do you usually tell them
1: well ideally the person will not will be able to detect uh that something's off about the person and not enter the relationship but if they're in a relationship with the person well it would depend the best choice is always to get out of the relationship and go no contact with that person. However, that is not always possible for whatever reasons. It might be you're in a job with a narcissistic boss and you cannot leave that job because you need the the job, you need the money. So, okay, well, maybe you can try looking for another job or it might be a family member. Well, it's very difficult to cut off family members, mm-hmm. especially uh, in societies where the family is very valued. That's uh, if you do take that option, you will be shunned. Right,
0: that's true. Yeah, that could be really
1: it, hard. Yeah. If it's a marriage, ooh, that's even more complicated because there might be children involved. There might be economic factors involved, social, cultural pressures and everything. So if you cannot leave the relationship, there are several techniques that I use and I recommend with my patients.
0: Which are? Can you describe them?
1: Well, yes. First of all, there is the deep technique. It's an acronym for don't defend, don't engage, don't explain, and don't personalize.
0: And what what do what do each of those have that you can put into practice every day? And do you say those to yourself? Do you think about what those mean? Or how does that work in practice day to day?
1: Uh, I tend to use it kind of like a mantra. If I know I'm going to be with a difficult person, a narcissistic person, it's like, okay. And I see that they're trying to bait me into having an argument. Or I, I'm trying to starting to lose my patience. Like, okay, Alessandra, remember, don't defend yourself, don't engage with this person in an argument, don't try to explain. They don't even care about explaining, and don't take it personal. That's how they are with everybody. Another technique that I've used, I've recommended to my clients, is the gray rock technique. And it's basically that, being like a gray rock, as mm-hmm. boring, unreactive, uninteresting as a gray rock.
0: Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, why? So, so that person doesn't engage and try to bait you into their situation?
1: Yes, um, exactly. You stop being interested. To, is, interesting to them. The thing is, what the narcissists look for is narcissistic supply.
0: Sure, sure. Somebody That's That's good. Yeah.
1: who will, I will validate them in one way or another and give them what they need in one way or another. Whether it be in a positive way, like, oh, you're so wonderful. Oh, you did this. I'm so proud of you. Or in a negative way. Through an argument,
0: yeah, like, which is the common thing, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, if you're not engaging in an argument with them, you're not giving them supply. I
0: think you're that's an- a very important point you're saying because it it is a situation and personality type that is looking for a certain type of fix for their situation because it's so it's it's really not enough. Uh, the 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 normal sort of emotions, the normal sort of connections, the normal normal sort of self fulfillment that you can get from yourself by knowing yourself, by taking care of yourself. It's always it's feeding off the external stimuli. Always, so that's what it really seems like with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Doctor, just one final thing I want to ask you, and this has been a very very important topic, and I really encourage anyone out there who's going through a situation with someone or have, or recognize it within themselves or, you know, really want to kind of get through this issue in the best way they can, you know, reach out to Dr. Sandra will include her information in the show notes and everywhere else. And let us know below, is this in the comments, is this an important topic to you to know about, to you know, deal with in your own life or with someone, you know, is it an important issue in general that we must address in our common society? Let us know below in the comments. That would be great to know. And my final question to you, uh, doctor, and thank you so much for this really, really important enlightening conversation uh, on spear lifts is what if someone, any person, like who may recognize that this is an issue that they do have. If they don't deal with this issue right away, what, what are the, like going back to what we were talking about depression and other things, what are the sort of more deeper um, neurological, psychological issues they may face in the medium long-term in their life that can really have damage to their overall state of being, their brain, their body? What, what are the deeper things that can affect them the long-term?
1: okay when you're in a relationship with a narcissist a long-term relationship as you're saying eh, what happens you are in a continual state of stress of alert and that has a lot of physical repercussions you're constantly secreting cortisol adrenaline Because you're perceiving a danger only you you can't go out like in the ancient times and fight against the tiger, the mammoth, whatever. No. Uh, so the substances are continually being secreted are still there. So they cause changes at a neurological level, the hypothalamus. The the prefrontal cortex, all that has changes. Your health deteriorates. You can even start losing your hair and other physical ailments. Psychologically, you can usually see that because they are in a relationship in which they're constantly criticized, emotionally abused, gaslighted which is always confusing you trying to make you think that your reality isn't real and uh, the constant devaluation dehumanization they tend to present symptoms of anxiety of stress depression as a matter of fact there is an overlap between codependency post traumatic stress syndrome or complex post traumatic stress syndrome and narcissistic abuse mm. and you have to treat all those all those symptoms and the f- and the first thing you need to do or the first thing i do with my clients is give them psychoeducation okay This is what's going on. This is what we're talking about. And usually that will help them. For example, let go a bit of the guilt. Because they tend to blame themselves. Because the relationship isn't working. When it's really the narcissist. Also, they tend to. Feel the. Comfort knowing that their reality is real, that they're not going crazy. Mm-hmm. And no.
0: Those, mm-hmm. no, go ahead.
1: All those symptoms, as I said, those main symptoms of anxiety, depression, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, all show up. And there is also an overlap with codependency. They have a lot of difficult time separating themselves from the abuser because uh, more or less in a codependent style, but actually what it is, it's trauma bonding in which the abuser has used the intermittent reinforcements. Sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're abusive, sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're abusive, sometimes they'll make promise you the moon and the stars, and they'll pretend this wonderful future is waiting for them, just to keep you hooked on the relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a teasing. And all sort that of thing.
1: keeps you hooked because you think, well, you keep believing it
0: exactly and that's the illusion and Mm -hmm. really anyone out there who's really going through a situation like this and they know it's not healthy and and i think it's really important what the doctor said is that it puts you in this sort of stress situation you're emitting um Mm -hmm. these you know these secretions in your mind and in your body Mm -hmm. that can ultimately put a lot of stress on the overall system of your the entire body and your immune system. And that can probably lead to a lot of other mm-hmm. sicknesses and and very detrimental things for your overall health. Doctor, thank you so incredibly much for taking the time yeah. to speak about this issue. This topic so important. And it's amazing that you're learning more about it. You're specializing in it. And I encourage anyone who wants to reach out to the doctor to have your own session with her or speak to her more one-on-one, please feel free to do that. And where, doctor, can uh, people contact, find more information about you?
1: You can write to me at seekpsic.alessandra with two S's science at gmail.com or you can look me up in Facebook. I have my Facebook page, psych Alessandra Science. And you can reach me there, send me a message and I'll be glad to get in touch with you.
0: Excellent. And for all of our viewers, listeners we will include the doctor's information in the show notes and the pinned comments in the video description. So you can find her and you can copy and paste that information and connect with her. So thank you so much, doctor. It was a pleasure to have you again on SpearLifts. It's been a while, but we thank you mm-hmm. so much very important topic.
1: Thank you very much, Devin, for this wonderful opportunity. It's a topic I really feel passionate about and I really want people to learn about it. And this is a wonderful opportunity to do so. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, doctor. And we will see you all spirit lifters on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Have a great day.